0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at tiaa.org/promises pay off.
1: LinkedIn News.
2: Jesse, this Wednesday is a very special day. It is National Coming Out Day, October 11th. In fact, it's the 35th annual celebration of this holiday. And I can remember when this holiday was still new and I was a very young person coming out of the closet myself. This is a day we celebrate everyone who's come out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And we're welcoming Hello Monday's associate producer, Lolia Briggs, for a very special episode to commemorate the holiday. Welcome to the side of the mic, Lolia. Thanks for the warm welcome, Jesse.
0: I came out as queer during the pandemic. I lived in an apartment in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn with my best friend. We were trying to enjoy our early 20s as safely as possible, and dating at such a formative time helped shape us into the adults we were becoming. I soon realized how cut off I felt not being able to share who I was with my family. My parents were not accepting. I'm a child of older Nigerian immigrants and pretty traditional Christians too, so I knew coming out to them would be my biggest hurdle. And to no surprise, they did not welcome this part of me. I felt rejected, angry, and thanks to the pandemic, isolated. My best friend and sisters were more supportive. They were lovingly passive about whoever I dated, as long as they were treating me right. I'm so grateful to them and their support in the form of delightfully distracting reality TV, uh, shout out Potomac, FaceTime venting sessions, and bottles of champagne. However, at the time, I was still the only out member of my family and close friends. Having no one around who understood what I was going through was tough. I'd get well-meaning stories, uh, about an aunt or a second cousin, and how they dealt with their negative coming out experiences. But no one could look me in the eyes and say, I've been here before, and this sucks. Flash forward a few weeks. It was just before Thanksgiving and my best friend and I were feeling cooped up. We needed to get out. What better way than for a little self-care? Many businesses had started to open up with COVID precautions in place. So after some research on IG, we masked up and made our way to a nail salon in Flatbush. The nail tech and I immediately got to talking. As I thought about Thanksgiving, heading to my parents' home in New Jersey was looming on my mind. Turns out this was a tough time for her, too. She told me she had come out as a lesbian years ago, and no longer felt welcome back where she grew up. So instead of joining the droves of New Yorkers escaping the city for the holidays, she spent the day with her wife, watching basketball and making biscuits. We bonded over this, swapping stories on parents, dating, the Nets, and biscuit sandwich recipes. By the time our appointment was done, I felt so much better. Not just about my new glittering, coffin-shaped malachite nails, but about, well, everything. I still wasn't thrilled about going to Jersey, but I was excited to have found vulnerability and openness in such an unlikely time and place. This is the power of coming out. By talking casually about her wife, she helped me feel normal and accepted. She showed up for me in a significant way. It's a way I hope to show up for others, too. I want to take a moment today to reflect on the value of these connections, in the context of queer community. Hello Monday has featured so many queer guests throughout the years, talking about their work and offering advice on how we can advance our own careers. Our show is about work, but when our guests choose to be out as a facet of how they talk about themselves, they make things easier for those of us who are just coming out or are feeling isolated or lonely in our identity. This starts, of course, with Jessie. Last year, separate from Hello Monday, she wrote a book about her family. Let's take a listen back to the episode where Jessie spoke on that book, The Family Outing and The Power of Coming Out.
2: The beauty in coming out is that moment where you say definitively, no, those things, they don't fit me. This identity fits me more. Coming out is a process of... Of living. It's the way you live your life. And at just the moment where you think you've stumbled upon it and you're like, no, this is who I am, you find new things about yourself, new ways to express yourself that cause you to continue to be in conversation with yourself and others about who you are becoming. Jesse perfectly
0: captures the idea that coming out is a multifaceted experience where you're constantly establishing and evolving who you are. Discovering yourself, And sharing your story with someone offers such an intimate introduction. These stories become the building blocks of queer community. Author Roxane Gay might tell us it's so powerful because we took an opportunity to tell the truth. Roxane is a Haitian-American writer and feminist who identifies as bisexual. Here she is in an interview she recorded with Jesse in 2019.
3: I think it's important to tell the truth because all too often, we only hear one kind of truth. Um, and that is the truth of uh, white, heterosexual, able-bodied men. And they get to be the arbiters of what matters and what does not. The more that people with marginalized voices are able to articulate their truths, the more that we can have a better understanding of what it means to be human in different kinds of bodies. And... um when we come from different cultures and different walks of life. And so it's not a noble thing. It's really more about just expanding our understanding of the human condition and and playing a very small part in that.
0: So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the trope of the supportive English teacher and their shy, closeted student, but mine kept her bookshelf filled with Toni Morrison and encouraged all her favorite glass-closet-bound students to go to women's colleges. She supported my love for writing and film. Roxanne had a teacher like this too.
3: In high school, I had a writing teacher named Mr. McGuinn, and he definitely recognized that I had some writing talent. And he was actually the first person to tell me to write every day. And back then, I thought, oh my God, he's giving me this precious piece of advice, and he's only telling me. And I really (laughs) felt very special. And so from that point on, I wrote every day, and I was like 14, 15 years old. And of course, the older I got, the more I realized, oh, like that's a common piece of writing advice. Uh, But I felt like it was a very special and personalized piece of writing advice, so I took it deeply seriously. Um, I just wrote so much, and I was the only one that took myself seriously. And I met with quite a lot of rejection. And rightly so, Like looking back at that work, it was not ready for the world. But I was ready for the world. <laughs> and so it just was <laughs> sheer persistence and a relentless personality that got me through. And when I started encountering commercial success, I I definitely had a mentor, Tiari Jones, who shepherded me the way she has shepherded and continues to shepherd many young Black writers, um, or rising Black writers, I should say. And... It, it It was definitely so important to have that support and to have a model for how to be a writer in public and how to be a writer in private. And I will always be grateful to her for her mentorship.
2: so what do you mean she shepherded you?
3: Well, a lot of times it was just advice and counsel on how to be how to be a Black writer in a world that oftentimes does not take Black writers seriously.
0: Roxanne's mentor shaped the way she understood what it meant to be part of a marginalized community. In that case, a community of Black writers.
3: And she always, especially early on, told me the importance of the Black writing community and how we don't have to all get along, but in general, we are at least in some form or fashion looking out for one another out in the world, because we have to. If we don't, who will? And that piece of advice has really stayed with me. Even when I don't like someone, I, I, I just think, well, I'm going to support them in the ways that I can. I don't need to like them. Um, and, but more often than not, I actually do. Um, but just that sense of community and and recognizing the importance of community and the importance of sharing the ladders that you climb and build in your career.
0: I think this applies to queer community as well. The fact that everyone in your community might not be your friend is a tough pill to swallow, but it's necessary. Even those who are impossibly and even frustratingly different from us are valuable to the collective. Just a few months ago, right before the Women's World Cup, Megan Rapinoe recorded with us. Megan is gay and an outspoken activist. Talking about building teams, she made a point that applies to lots of settings. Offices, schools, even clubs. When you invite people to be fully themselves, they contribute more.
1: I love the collective energy and the sort of something special that can come from, you know, multiple people or workforce or a team, like you can get something different than you would ever be able to get individually in a group setting, but only when everybody brings that something that is special to them or something that is unique to them. And when people feel like they can bring that, then they're much more willing to do the other sacrificial work that you have to do to be a part of the team but when people feel like sort of their their individuality is stripped away well then it's like who are we? we all know internally that we're very unique and we have you know our own perspective and we have this whole world inside of us and so when we're given that space to really express that i think the the idea of of teamwork becomes much more attractive and you feel respected and you feel valued as a human and valued for the individual attributes that you can bring and also motivated to do what the team needs. And if you take it into a business setting, I, I think it's, it's easy to get, get the point. You, you allow people to do the things that they're, they're really good at.
0: Letting people be who they are is at the center of everything beautiful about the queer community. To me, this has a lot to do with being a good listener. No judgment, no interjections, just open ears and empathy. I was fortunate enough to have friends who were very good at this. Even more important than I imagined were the people who weren't my friends, but shared my community, who spoke about their lives without fear and listened to me without judgment. Like the nail tech I mentioned at the start of the story. She was an absolute stranger to me at the time. We could have indulged in the everyday nail salon chatter about our weekend plans, favorite restaurants, and absurd experiences we've had on the train. Instead, she took the time to be real with me, and that choice is a kindness I'll never forget. Since then, I've bonded with so many other queer women on their coming out journeys, some with stories similar to mine, children of African immigrants who had less than perfect experiences coming out to their loved ones, some who decided it was only necessary to come out to their chosen family. All of these experiences have a common thread. We left those conversations bonded in a different way than most. It was immediately understood that we were in community, that we were the same in a way many of the people we grew up with or spent most of our time around just couldn't understand. Even if it was brief, we found home within one another. When I left that Flatbush nail salon, I was grateful to have met a new friend who gave me the reassurance I needed at a really difficult time. She's moved nail salons now, and therefore, so have I. I still stop in every five weeks for a fill and color change. Today, I've shared a few things about the value of having this friend, but what I hope was even more valuable are the tools used to be this friend. This National Coming Out Day, I hope you're welcomed with open arms by whoever you choose to come out to. But even if you don't get the reaction you want, know that by virtue of coming out, you have joined an understanding community where someone will always have your back. It's just a matter of finding your people,